Welcome to Something Blue, wedding planning with a 21st century bride and groom. My name is Aaron. I'm the bride. My name is Maxwell. I'm the groom. Today marks 441 days until our wedding day. Just a disclaimer, these are our personal opinions and experiences. This is not a commentary on anyone else's choices in their wedding planning process or marriage. You do you, bitch. So, let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, we took a week off. Sorry about that. We were making a movie. We were fully making a movie. Um, <laughs> and it was a long time coming. We've talked about it on the pod before. Um, but, you yeah, know. I was finally able to put my thesis film into production. Yes. Um, and it took a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just weren't able to come back for an episode. Honestly, that's okay, both physically and mentally. Yeah, yeah. We, we were exhausted. Um not only were we like cleaning the set the whole month um and like making it safe for our like cast and crew to be in but then we were like purchasing everything and Mm -hmm. we were doing rehearsals with the cast and like a bunch of debriefings with the crew and then we just like had to put everything in all the equipment and everything like it was a whole journey a whole process never made a movie (laughs) it's a a grueling process yeah and then and then max and i ended up staying in la during the duration of the filming Mm -hmm. even though our film was being made in cherry valley which (laughs) is like two hours from la (laughs) yeah um and that was just for crew logistics to help out uh and make sure that everybody could get there Mm mm-hmm Oh, but now we're done. Yeah. And you're in post-production for that. Yeah. Yeah, I have an editor, and we're um, we're going to be meeting up soon to discuss um, a cut of the movie. It's so exciting. That's we even cool, have a yeah. composer, the um, person who is actually creating the instrumental track for our um, – our like first, first number. number he is composing and we actually really want to have him um on the pod soon because he uh is in a band that plays at a bunch of different weddings mm-hmm. like they do live music and so it's the wealth of knowledge he has is fascinating um but yeah so we are um headed to vegas Ooh. for the week um i'm so excited yeah it's a much needed vacation i think Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that that's super important. And like people who are planning, I think a lot of people, especially within the wedding industry, it's like they forget that people have lives outside of wedding planning. Yeah. Cause you it know? does, it does take up a whole like jobs worth of your time. Yeah. And you still have to, you know, pay the bills and, and do all your normal like life stuff right exactly and (laughs) i think that taking time to like vacation still go on dates as we've said before super critical because the Mm -hmm. whole reason that you're having a wedding is because you love this person and you want to spend your life with them so continue to do that even in the planning process yeah Yeah, seriously (laughs) like it doesn't i don't think i don't think a lot of people realize it's like your life doesn't start when you get married like your life is already happening. It's not like, yeah. oh, well, once we get married, we'll do this. And like, that's why I know a lot of people don't want to go on trips before the wedding and stuff. And financially, I understand if you just can't make it work. But it's like if you have the means or you have like an opportunity to do something together, do it. It's not going to take away from your mm-hmm. wedding. It's not going to take away from your honeymoon. Like, And it's a constant conversation to remind ourselves that we do have the means and the opportunity and the time. And yeah. we just have to. You know, make it <laughs> we just have to put it together you know yeah so other than 
the movie mm-hmm. and our vacation. Um, what are some other, you know, other life updates? Um, well, speaking of jobs, I finally got one. Woo! I am so excited. Tell them. Tell um, them about it. So I, I don't think we've talked about it on the pod yet. I know that I talked about interviewing, um, but I got a job. Um, and it's a theater teacher position at a high yeah. school. So I will have my own theater program. Um, I am over the moon. It's been That's a couple fun. weeks since we found out. And um, I just, I'm still like in shock, truly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I don't even, like I don't even have the words. I that's like what I'm going to be working on for the next couple of months. So again, unfortunately wedding planning has to take a back seat, but it's not like we don't have the time. <laughs> that's true. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited. I get to pick the like shows that they're going to do. And, um, I have to create this curriculum for this theater class. And mm. I'm just, I'm so excited. It's like a full on, it's like my, my first like real grown up job, you know, <laughs> where they were like, okay, here's your salary schedule and yeah. here is this. And because of your credentials, you have this. And I was like, whoa, okay. And so it's really cool to start seeing the things that like you and I are working really hard towards start to pay off. Yeah. You know, like I've been working and I got my master's and it felt like, okay, now what you know and um there was a long period of time where it was like i felt like i was in limbo mm-hmm. um and now i see the the payoff of that and i'm yeah. i'm really excited and i i definitely want to keep going um just like anything the work is never done but this is a really really exciting place to be right now it so. is and because you got your new job we are uh going to start the process of buying a house yes so we're gonna talk about that as we learn that process (laughs) because um i know that a lot of people who are getting married um even though they may already live together they may be looking to like you know get a bigger place Mm getting a more um, solidified place so we're gonna talk about like the the process as we learn and as we go um luckily your parents just went through that process it Mm -hmm. is a really crazy time to be looking for houses right now and And so yeah on on top of knowing somebody who's uh bought a house uh recently knowing somebody who's bought a house in this current market is is helpful too because it's a different Mm -hmm. ball game yeah and in the like similar area we're we're still sticking kind of around where our parents are um and because that's kind of where my my school will be mm-hmm. so um it's it's just a really exciting time and and so there's going to be lots of life updates there might be a few more breaks in the episodes um just as <laughs> yeah. life uh carries on but we are still committed uh to the pod just as we're committed to wedding planning yeah you know and i think it's it's so cool like that life is happening you yeah. know when we first started wedding planning, it felt like that was the only thing that I like we had. Yeah, like everything else was kind of in limbo. We we're waiting on, you know, we we're waiting on you to finish your credential. Yeah, we we're waiting on the the interview process. Yeah, you know? and then finding out, okay, now everything's online. Okay, mm-hmm. you're just going to do your student teaching instead. Like I had another opportunity uh, in the fall of this past year. Um, that just didn't end up panning out. They just mm-hmm. weren't able to extend a contract to me. Um, and that was like, I mean, like my heart had shattered. I thought like, okay, I'm not going to get to do this. I'm not, 
Um, you, you know, it's so dumb. People tell you like, oh, you need to pursue something stable. You need to, um, you know, always go into teaching. The world always needs more teachers. You know how freaking hard it is yeah. to get a job? Like, yeah. In, in anything, like, especially when everybody's like, oh, I'll just be a teacher. <laughs> Come yeah. on. It, it sounds like, oh, yeah, the world will always need teachers. But, like, there are teachers who have been teaching for 60 years, you know. Yeah. So positions don't open up all that often. Well, and then <laughs> this position that I got, this theater teacher, like, I mean, that is one job opening in the whole mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, four within a district. Yeah. And so I got really lucky. I have a friend who um, is a choir teacher who like really encouraged me and put in a good word. And um, so, yeah, I do. I just got really, really lucky. And um, I'm excited. Yeah, I am super excited. I'm excited for you. It's it's going to be your program, which means, you know, you make it, you know, what it is. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool, you know, kind of position of power to have. Right. Is, is to be like, I get to make all those important decisions. I get to be in the room where it happens. Exactly. You know? Well, and like I it's it's high school. So I get to like have fun, important conversations with the kids. And like I some of my for, most formative times in my life was in like theater in high school. Mm-hmm. Like it really kind of showed me like, OK, do I want to pursue this full time? Like certain opportunities that I had were at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And now like I have the resources I have the references. I have the education to give to those kids so that they can further, you know, their like dreams and goals, you know, and something that you and I both know too well is not always the case. You don't always have that support system from where you should have it. Yeah. Um, And so if you can find a space, if I can be that space for certain kids, like I just I'm thrilled. Yeah. You know. I'm excited too. <sighs> it's crazy. And then you're graduating soon and we're going to have your movie and we're oh going to show it and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> That's going to be wild. Um, and we'll give information about that as well because like seriously, this movie that we just made, you guys don't even understand. It is so, so funny. Like, yeah. Aaron wrote the script. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, came up with a story together. Uh, I don't mean to say like it's so funny because I wrote it. I mean to say it's so funny because of our actors that we cast right. in it. Why? Well, that's what I was going to yeah. say. I was like, Aaron is already <laughs> hilarious and created such a superb script. And then um, just the people that we cast are mm-hmm. all incredibly talented people. Um, they are so amazing. And we've all worked with them before. And yeah, so it exactly. was so fun to connect on was, a different plane almost. It was it was easier too cuz we knew that they were going to be able to do um uh, you know an amazing job regardless mm-hmm. of, you know. And, and then we were able to connect with them and talk to them on a level of understanding that, you know, we wouldn't have with actors right. we didn't know before. And that made the process go by like faster and smoother. Yeah. Um, it was like one thing you weren't worried about. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think that that really relates to, and this is like a dumb segue, but that really relates to who you (laughs) choose as a part of your wedding party Mm -hmm. and how they can help you throughout this very stressful day when when it's your wedding and you know, the road to your wedding. There Um, are no such things as bad segues. (laughs) Um, so we're, you know, ready to dive back in. Mm -hmm. And fortunately the process of making the movie, uh, taught us a very important lesson, which is that we cannot execute our wedding day all by ourselves. Yes. We were working really hard. Um, the first day of shooting on our location that we were like 
basically crafting. Um, it was uh, actually really fun. The cast was it made made up of two people that are in our wedding party and two that are invited. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, my bridesman Thomas, it was his property, and um, we're working really hard and we're doing yard work and we're lifting stuff and we're like hanging stuff, and I just look at Max. In like the just dead heat after working for hours and we still had an entire day to go. And I just said, we cannot do everything on our wedding day. Exactly. Like I just like I just had this revelation that like. Because we were supposed to start shooting at like six o'clock, like Mm -hmm. six o'clock was shooting time. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And by the time five o'clock started rolling around and everybody else was getting there Mm -hmm. you and i were already exhausted yeah because we we were were, prepping yeah prepping in the heat and like and then we had you know a six hour shoot after Mm -hmm. that and we're supposed to run it and then enjoy it and it was just like (laughs) it was this crazy process where i was like wow we really took on all of this by ourselves even though like we did have access to help we just like didn't ask them to come as early and Mm -hmm. we just said oh i'll handle it and i noticed And like, as I'm doing this manual labor, like I'm thinking to myself, like I'm doing the same thing with my wedding right now. And I absolutely do not want to feel this way at my wedding where I am exhausted. I feel like, why am I even doing this? Like, yeah, no, I I just, (laughs) I just had this revelation and I turned to him and I was like, yeah, we can't do this all by ourselves. Exactly. So the key word of the day is delegating and the definition of delegating is to entrust another person to carry out a responsibility job or task yeah this is not easy no right because your wedding day is your vision it (laughs) it, it might seem to hard hard to pass that baton to others to carry Mm -hmm. out and like there's so many worries that come with that right it's them not doing it the way you envisioned maybe mm-hmm. um them no longer having a good time on your wedding day that's mm-hmm. the one i really grapple with yeah. disagreeing with you about your plans and then doing something else instead yeah depending on how like you know who you give this job to whatever and then just general control issues mm-hmm. if you're a super type a person like me and you just like are so anxious because you don't have control over mm-hmm. that thing especially if you planned it and looked forward to it like it's hard Delegating in general is hard. It is it is a learned skill. Yes. Like I know um you know that in terms of I mean delegating happens with anything. Anything you're planning, anything you're doing. Yeah. Um that is a skill that you need to learn because you can't do everything by yourself no matter what you're doing. But in the terms of like this movie, for example, mm-hmm. I know that my cinematographer Brian knows mm-hmm. more about cameras than I do. So it is within me to entrust him to handle that aspect. Right. You know, communicate that well. And that's why I hire Brian because I know when he's good and know that he can help me to create my vision. Right. I have had cinematographers before who do disagree with me about the plans and do something on their own. Or they have, you know, some semblance of control that they want to have over mm-hmm. the thing, right? Um, it's the same thing for when you're delegating with people on your wedding. Yeah. You know, you you hire your vendors because you trust them. Exactly. To and do they are exactly, the professionals. Yeah, they're the professionals. Yeah. You trust them to do exactly what they need to do. Yeah. 
but it is a skill. It's it's well, and I think that is the easier part of delegating. And in, in, in terms of that, it's like you delegate to vendors, and the hard thing I would say is like money. It's like oh, I don't want to spend money. It's like okay, but <laughs> yeah. what you're doing then is sacrificing your time and your ease during your day. But then when it comes to like even decorating, setting up, right? Um, communicating with other guests, uh, just handling the vendors, all of those other things. That's when you delegate to family and friends and close people in your life. And that's when it can get really sticky when you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just handle it because you're a guest and you're supposed to have a good time. Yeah. And it's like, OK, so mm-hmm. it's like this whole big storm of things. And like Max and I were talking about it the other day and I just have such a hard time letting go of that yeah. so we'll we'll explore but <laughs> <laughs> it was um, a long conversation it's a long conversation and it's a conversation that i know is going to need to be had over and over again until i can justify the decision to delegate things mm-hmm. and that's okay it is absolutely okay to have a conversation more than once as long as you are actively attempting to look for a resolution within yourself i think because i know a lot of people get exhausted it's like we've had this conversation before and it's like okay but I, I still need to see yeah. it, you know? So yeah. conversations yeah. need to happen multiple times before a, a, a true like definition is found, I think between two people. Yeah. Especially when you're communicating with your partner and you're building this life and you're figuring out like yeah. how, how does our dynamic work? Cause you can't cover all variables in one conversation. Exactly. They come up as, as time goes on. Yeah. So, so try to be patient with your person who might be struggling with delegating. <laughs> <laughs> I say as a person struggling with delegating. <laughs> um, so the first question, what tasks do you delegate and to whom? Mm-hmm. So we've got the traditional roles in the wedding party, right? So right. we know that if we're looking at a tier system and we know here on the pod, we love a tier system. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, you just get my joke, my little guest joke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, sidebar, we have had multiple, like, family members and friends come up to us and be like, what tier am I in? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I did not think, first of all, that the people that asked would even listen to our podcast. <laughs> exactly. And second of all, that they would even care or whatever, like, take something that we said seriously. But your cousin, we're at his yeah, graduation man. party. And he comes up to me and he's like, hey, uh, so, and I'm like, hey, congratulations. He interrupts me and is like, what tier am I in? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I look at him and I just said, "Um, if you have to ask, uh, uh," and he was like, (gasps) (laughs) because, yeah, that's what, yeah, he was like, am I in tier, am I in tier A, group one? And I was like, well, if you have to ask. (laughs) (laughs) You know you're in tier A. Come on. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> honestly, Let's keep I, him guessing. honestly, I told him, I was like, I, I haven't even thought about, I don't know, man. It was just a concept. Like, <laughs> but he's, that was really funny. Um, it is nice to know that he's listening. Right. Know? It, I know. It, it's heartwarming. And our, um, our good family friends, shout out to the Nelson, shout out to Royal and Meryl. He's probably <laughs> listening. Um, yeah, they, he came up to us too and was like, uh, as a tear, a person. <laughs> I was just letting you guys know I fully support you. <laughs> so um, we funny. we love the love. So in the same way that you have tiers for your guest list, if you choose to do something like that, you will probably have um, tiers of importance when it comes to the things that you need delegated and the people that you delegate to. So the biggest one, I think the base is your vendors. So you should... <laughs> 
<laughs> barring uh, at this point in time, if you're trying to have like a modern wedding, if you're trying to have a larger wedding um, where you don't have to stress and you don't have to put a lot of responsibility on your family, catering is probably one of the biggest things that you're going to get a vendor for. Yeah. Same thing with venue. Same thing with possibly furniture um, and anything else that is larger that you just can't justify doing yourself. Right. Um, right. Forms of entertainment, all of those good things. Then there is that tier of like decor, maybe florals if you opt out of a florist, you know, maybe favors and just kind of even above that, the little tasks that you have to do to execute those things. It's like, okay, who's going to call the vendors? Okay, who's going to send out the RSVPs? Okay, who is going to do all of these things? Yeah. Um, Basically just setting this stuff in motion. That's where the wedding party and your family can come into play and help you delegate, right? Um, so traditionally speaking, there are quote, quote, traditional roles mm. within the wedding party. Um, <laughs> and you all know how I feel about that, but we'll still take <laughs> a look at them. That two-word combination has very interesting <laughs> uh, implications. So yeah, they like <laughs> traditional wedding party roles and responsibilities. So you've got your maid matron or man of honor now the difference between maid and matron and this question has come up a lot somebody is either your maid of honor or your matron of honor just depending on their marital status mm -hmm. it is the dumbest thing in the world to me right like why do we have to indicate your relationship in this wedding like there's no reason like huh? i thought that matron of honor was um like an older family member in that like a generation older, you know, I'm I, so like, for example, if when your sister gets married, mm -hmm. you're obviously going to be married by that time. Um, hey, who would, knows? We could postpone <laughs> again. <laughs> Let's hope not. We don't yeah. postpone again. Um, but you are older and you are married. Would you be a matron of honor? If you want to get technical, then yeah, I guess it, I would be matron of honor. But it's because I'm married. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not because like, I could be ninety years older than someone. But if I was never married, I would be their maid of honor. I think know? that's weird. I, I think I it's weird know. to make the distinction in general. Yeah, like there is a there is like a root in that tradition and that separation. And when we go through our like more in depth discussion of like bridesmaids and their roles we'll talk about that but um i so when i hear the word matron i think of matriarch which yeah. usually implies like a position of power right and well, so yeah. that's why i'm like that's but, why it but feels think, more oh, stay on that though think mm -hmm. on that yeah it implies position of power because they are what married, married. exactly and that's not like, there you go that's i don't know uh -huh. i don't agree yeah i, I think that's and yet that's just kind of like, even in your brain, subconsciously, it's like, oh, I associate this with this. Why? Because you associate this one with power. Why? Because she's married. Yeah. So then, then she's associated with power because she's associated with a man. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so maid or let's matron just, of let's honor. Let's just call them all maids of honor. <laughs> Honestly, that's like what I prefer. I don't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. This is, this is my main bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's, that's what I'll prefer. Um, so this person, it's usually understood that this role has the most responsibility, mm -hmm. 
from like helping plan like the actual wedding just like looking at like oh let's go look at color swatches like yeah. blah, blah, blah. the things that we're encouraging to do with your partner most people will encourage you to do with your maid of honor and again doesn't sit right with me yeah i mean i understand because you want your best friend's opinion on things because sometimes they know in addition what, in, to, in addition though, to it, you right know? yeah but it's also not their wedding exactly you know? and then well it even says so this article this brides.com article that i'm looking at um it says uh in the lead up to the special event they're responsible for things like attending dress fittings and planning the bachelorette party those are pretty standard yeah um however you don't have to have anyone attend your fittings i know that more and more people are attending fittings by themselves at least first yeah um just to get a sense of what looks good on their body, especially if you are uneasy about your body or you're not a huge fan of shopping or what have you. Um, and then like planning the party, it's like, that's such a huge responsibility to put on one person when it's for a group. It, I, I think that anytime that you are planning a party for someone else, it can get really messy if that other mm -hmm. person isn't involved. It's like, if my maid of honor is going to plan this party, I'm going to tell her what it is that, like, I want. I'm going to help her. And at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to make her do that by herself. Like, I yeah. think it's so silly. But at, then, at the same time, I have to talk about delegating. So yeah, it's like. I know. Uh, it's really it hard. Is, you guys have no idea. It's a constant discussion. Delegating is, 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 um, it's something that has to be really like thought about before yeah. it happened i i will say i'm okay delegating things like the bridal shower and the bachelorette party because it's like i don't mm -hmm. i i don't have as much um stake in that if that makes sense like yeah i can see that i i was very like <laughs> i told my mom when we initially got engaged like oh i don't have to have a bridal shower or like or a bachelorette party like i could just do one or we could just do the engagement party like whatever and she was like no like you should have both and I don't know why I felt uneasy about like allowing myself to be celebrated multiple times. It just you, like you have felt no idea weird why. to me. <laughs> you have no idea why you don't like to celebrate yourself multiple times. I don't know. We're we're discussing it in therapy, me and Wednesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically, the maid of honor is going to have the most responsibility with the pre-wedding plans, and then the role of this person of honor on the day is to stand up there. They usually hold the bride's bouquet. Um, they will like flood even something like fluffing the gown or bustling it. So like a bustle is when you take the train and you like hook it up. So it like is no longer super yeah. long dress. Yeah. Um, and then like fixing the veil and all that. Like there's like apparently certain things that like maid of honors do or like, um, sometimes the mother of the bride will be like, oh, I just want to fluff her gown really good. It's like, it's like dumb to me. Like it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter who fluffs my gown, you know? Hey, everybody stays in their lane. You know, that makes, uh, you know, a <laughs> well oiled ship. I yeah, guess. I uh, guess. So there's just, that's like the traditional roles of like the maid of honor is like helping plan, basically being like your right hand man um throughout the process and then on the day of and then like anything that the bride might need like usually the maid of honor helps her hold her dress so she can pee and stuff like that so romantic very um <laughs> so the best man it says that the best man serves many of the same duties as the maid of honor um 
And so usually this person will be like either a brother or like the best friend of the groom. Um, and again, standing closest to the groom, um, they'll usually plan the bachelor party. Um, not happening. (laughs) And then see, and, and what you said about like you having zero stake in the bachelorette party, I have a lot of stake in the bachelor party because that could go sideways so easily. And I don't want that. So it's important to me that I have a – not that I don't trust people, Mm -hmm. but I also don't trust people in this one instance. Okay, (laughs) that's really important. So you're not delegating because you feel like the people that you would delegate to might not execute it in the way that you are envisioning. I don't have a fear of these people, (laughs) but I have a fear – of it in general and I'm just not going to let it happen. I have a problem with delegating too sometimes. Right. Ooh, okay. Right. That was a good way to but I'm, come to that conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> but in this instance, it's more important for me to have the control over it than to like have that ease of mind. You well, know what I, mean? I think that the reason it's okay, and again, you decide based on your plans what to and what not to delegate. You have a very low key bachelorette bachelor party planned. Yeah. Like you guys are going to a hotel suite that we're already going to have booked because that mm-hmm. will then be the suite we stay at the next day. Um, you are gonna play video games mm-hmm. and you're probably gonna get dinner. Like that's mm-hmm. that's it. You guys aren't like. Planning a whole week trip with an itinerary full of stuff and you're trying to pay for everybody's everything. Like, yeah, I think that that's like something again, like if at the wedding, I really want to like put pictures on the shelves, like that's fine. But I don't want to like put up every single chair in the ceremony. There's an entire movie franchise about why bachelor parties are (laughs) like sometimes a bad idea. And Mm -hmm. I just the thing about delegating is it is a skill because you have to do that kind of risk management or or mm-hmm. energy um you know uh energy management where it's like mm-hmm. is it going to be more stressful for me to not plan this and right. leave it up to other people or is it just going to be less stress for me to do it by myself and in this mm-hmm. one case Yes, mm-hmm. it is going to be so much less stressful for me if I just handle it. Well, my mom and I talk about that a lot because we're the same way. Like, we are very much the kind of people that's like, why would I stress about it and give it to someone else when I can just stress about it and do it myself and know it's going to be done the way I want it done? And so, yeah, very much I take on a whole lot. And I think during the movie, we had this realization that, like, okay, when it comes to the wedding, mm-hmm. I can't do it. All by myself. Mm -mm. We're not saying relinquish all responsibilities. We are saying delegate certain responsibilities that maybe like are not your top priorities. Like maybe, you know, like is your bachelor party the top priority of the wedding planning thing? No. Then maybe you're okay to plan it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Or you're okay to just like keep it low key Mm -hmm. in your, you know. That's why it's low key. Let me ask you a question. Of anyone in your life that you would trust to plan your bachelor party besides yourself, who would you trust? Anyone in your life. Put you on the spot. You. I knew it was going to be me. (laughs) 
I would love to plan your bachelor party, but I feel like it takes away yeah. from the concept. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But then again, I don't agree with the concept. So, um, <laughs> no, I mean, and like I said, it's not that I, I think any of my friends are going to be like, all right, hookers and blow, let's do it. But <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Cause none of them are like that. But, um, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, it just makes me more comfortable yeah. having that, that level of control because I want it to be low key because I don't want to be running around, you know, doing crazy shit. Yeah. I just want to hang out, you know? Yeah. And as long as you communicate to them and then you can delegate other things and we are, they are seriously helping with other pieces of the day. Yeah. Um, but your best man, really, he doesn't have any core duties other than just to show up. Yeah. Um, he's coming from out of town. Uh, he's mainly going to be, like, even the other duties that I'm going to have, my other groomsmen, like, I'm going to have them set up and tear down yeah. chairs and tables. Easy. You know, easy, like, hand and foot, you know, workman stuff that you know, we just need bodies for, and I can say, Hey, you know, I I can give you three guys to, to help do this. Um, but for my best man and for one of my groomsmen who are both coming from out of state, they're, they're coming from out of state. They're all they're All they're going to do is just sit and relax and enjoy, you know? Yeah. So bridesmaids and groomsmen, their traditional roles are to stand with you on the day and to kind of be like your posse, um, up until that point. So they attend those parties like the bachelor bachelorette, the bridal shower. They might also attend fittings. Um, they might be, uh, helping you with like certain manual labor, like maybe stuffing envelopes or creating favors and things like that. Um, but really like there's not a whole lot that traditionally, um, other than like maybe splitting costs for like pre wedding celebrations, that the bridesmaids or groomsmen are um, traditionally responsible for. They really are more of a um, sentiment, more of a symbol than they are like actual physical responsibility within the party. Um, And then you have like flower girl, ring bear. Like we know what their traditional roles are. Flower girl throws flowers, ring bear holds rings. Um, (laughs) And that's just like in the ceremony. Um, That is again, just very ceremonial, very much a symbol Um, So the mother of the bride, traditionally, um, she is integral to the planning process. But then when it comes to the wedding day, the mother of the bride is like ignored. Like, have you ever noticed that? It's like Hmm. the father of the bride walks the, the bride down the aisle. He gets a dance with her. Where is the mom in all of this? The mom usually gets walked by a random groomsman and then sat right in the front. Like after the grandparents, like they're like, oh, you're basically dead. Here you go. Sit down. Wow. You know, well, it's just like I hate I hate how dismissive traditions are of like the the matriarchal figures in the bride's life. Mm -hmm. I really just I don't like that. Hmm. Um, And so like the it traditionally says like oh like she'll help plan and she'll um you know help her get ready to walk down the aisle and she may give a speech during the rehearsal dinner mm-hmm. <laughs> why like why can't my mom be more involved like it just bothers me there's and, no reason she can't right and then f- traditionally the father of the bride pays for the wedding 
That's what it says. Yeah. Pays for the wedding, walks the bride down the aisle, and then gets to dance, participate in the father-daughter dance. And I understand that, I guess, traditionally, if that was the person paying, then you would want to honor them in ways. And mm-hmm. then, of course, we know the traditions of walking the bride down the aisle. Um, but it's like, if you are married to my mom, or if even my mom and dad weren't married, but they still had me and raised me, why can't I celebrate them together? Yeah. And just, ugh, I don't know. I don't like it. Um, the people with even less responsibility, traditionally speaking, are the mother and father of the groom. Um, it says like uh, that they play an equally important role, but really it just says like support their son. Yeah. And then I know that traditionally the father and mother of the groom will pay for the rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. I know that that's like something that is looked at as like a like a traditional role. But other than that, like, they don't really, traditionally, like, they don't have a whole lot of a role. Mm -hmm. Which, again, I think is dumb. How come my parents are honored and have these, like, traditional roles, but your parents don't because you're a male? Like, it's just, it's strange to me. It's like, oh, you can hold yourself and, oh, we're not going to honor your upbringing because you're a dude. Oh, but the woman, oh, we need to make sure that the man of this bride is honored oh oh. you know it's just i don't like it (laughs) i hate it i hate it i hate it um and then you've got your ushers your officiant um if you are having a religious ceremony or you are like participating in things in a church you might have like other uh religious figures doing things within the wedding so now that we've got tradition out of the way we can talk about like in the 21st century what actually goes on right and of course i think it's going to depend on your dynamic with your family and friends right just like anything yeah um just like when we were talking about excitement and what you should expect people to be excited about people to participate in same thing when we are looking at people to delegate to if you are very close with your parents and they are helping pay um if you're very close with your siblings obviously they're going to be involved you can ask them to take on tasks and they're not going to look at you sideways about it. They are almost assuming that they're going to have roles and responsibilities and helping you carry out this day. Um, Same thing with your wedding party. I don't think that only the maid of honor or only the uh, best man has to participate. And I think it's kind of funny that like we are almost opposite. Like you are looking at your um, groomsmen and you're like, okay, my family can do this. But my friends will go ahead and chill and relax and have a good time within your yeah. party. But then I'm like, okay, well, my family needs to relax. <laughs> Maybe my friends will help me, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that that just is based on the relationships that we have with those people. Like, yeah. I know your friends who are part of the wedding party are commuting and they are coming from other places and mm-hmm. you want them to, um, you know, have a good time. But even them, I know that if you were like, hey, can you help me with this? They would like they agreed to be your groomsmen, which means that to some degree they understand that there are certain responsibilities that they're going to be asked to carry out. Yeah, I know. You know, and that that's where you can delegate, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So delegate. I I am. (laughs) I am. There's there's a there's a method behind it. Oh, I know. I know. Um, So honestly, it really is going to depend who you delegate to based on like your risk, your relationship with them, who you trust. Right. Um, 
also, and we're not going to get into this until we have her on, but oh my God, if you are this worried about delegating, please hire a planner or a coordinator. Mm -hmm. Hired help is going to be a godsend because you can tell them what you want without fear of like being looked at like a controlling freak you and you are paying them and this is their job so they are there to do just that job mm-hmm. um it's just like hiring a planner is going to help make things run smoothly this their sole job but until then if you don't have the means or you are just not in that mind space yet other close family and friends that you trust will suffice yeah so let me ask you a question. Okay. Should you choose your wedding party based on who will help you out most logistically? <laughs> like, so who do you make your bridesmaids and groomsmen based yeah. on how well they'll party plan? <laughs> because that is that is when we discussed, um, you know, when we discussed choosing your wedding party, that right. is something that we brought up. It's like, yeah, is it, are these people responsible? Like, yeah, is it just the gaggle of who's closest to you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, emotionally or is it people who, you know, your task force? Your, right. You know. Um, so short answer, no. I don't think that you should choose your wedding party based on who will help you most logistically. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, you, your wedding party and the people you choose to delegate can and most likely will be semi-separate. Yeah. Um, your wedding party should be those that are closest to you, like the people that you trust and love and want to be around you most during your day. Like... I mean, to some degree, I want my wedding party to be the people that I can go to and laugh with and chill with and that they're not also going to feel frazzled and frantic with responsibilities. Right. Um, And at the end of the day, like I chose people that I know that when I look at the pictures in 15 years, I'm not going to regret that they're standing next to me. Exactly. You know, Um, and I might have friends that have more experience planning weddings, but I mean, they're not closer to me. Like yeah. they're, you know, no, I don't think so. Um, there are many reasons for choosing wedding party members and logistical help shouldn't be on the top of that list. Like, mm-hmm. however, considering their level of responsibility and willingness to help is key. Um, and I, I think I need to utilize this more than I do. Like mm-hmm. I have really chosen people that, because we are so close because i know that they love me and they love you and they love uh, the idea of like celebrating us and supporting us they are willing to help yeah. they are willing to um, take on these responsibilities that we might be delegating to and um i really just need to genuinely take them up on that offer yeah. <laughs> and so do most of you probably um so <laughs> Yay, I'm excited. <laughs> so what are you excited about? I'm excited because um so delegating will help your wedding day run smoothly. And we you haven't read this yet. We at Something Blue are all about smooth. <laughs> Cheesy transitions, stay with me. Um <laughs> so we are really excited to talk about our new partner that we have uh, partnered with uh called smooth my balls and we are promoting their truly incredible products for personal grooming (laughs) smooth my balls sent us the turf chopper 3.0 and without getting too personal i feel fantastic (laughs) i'm like a new man honestly (laughs) so uh they (laughs) 
it's a it's a hair trimmer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They tell they call it the tool that gets things done, and get it done it did. <laughs> uh, the turf choppers blades are extremely safe and not harsh at all in the sensitive areas, making it the best product on the market for keeping yourself trimmed and presentable. I'm sorry, I feel so um immature. Because you're laughing uh, because about I'm laughing. Smooth my balls. Yes, the I hair am. trimmer. But honestly, I fully support this product. Like yeah. truly. I mean, who doesn't love a groomed groom? It, exactly. I literally have. Okay, for all my brides out there, I know getting your groom's gift can be difficult. Why not give them the gift of grooming? <laughs> She's she's been excited about this <laughs> ad for weeks. I think it's so clever, and honestly, like genuinely. It is a really nice product. Like they had reached out multiple times and I'm super glad that we decided to partner with them because like it is really true. Like it's really hard to figure out what to get, Mm -hmm. especially men. Also, this is not just a male product like it did smooth my balls, but it's really just a hair trimmer. So, I mean, everybody's got hair that they need trimmed. So, you know, (laughs) my bride likes it, too. She has seen the results, you know. Well, we don't have to get that explicit <laughs> about it. Um, but like, like you said, high speed, low drag. We, we, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna pass out. Okay. So go to smoothmyballs.com/slash/blueballs to get yours now. Our code is blue balls. Every purchase helps our podcast grow and keeps you from going out of control. Go <laughs> to smoothmyballs.com and. Your coupon code is blue balls. <laughs> I am so proud of that joke. Oh my God. <laughs> so thank you for sticking with us through that. And ser- seriously, very genuinely, like go check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, they're going to be like, you guys can't sponsor us anymore. You could not, you could not even take us seriously. <laughs> hey, the, if you read the, the package on their package, um, it's amazing. They're it's, they're very self aware of how oh, funny they are. Absolutely, so. their icon, their whole little um like symbol is a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. They yeah, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, and so do we. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so we're talking a lot about who you should delegate uh, to during your wedding planning process, and that's the thing. It's not just on the day. You have to incorporate these people to some degree in the planning process so that on the day they are privy to the responsibilities that they have, right? Um, So there is a Wedding Wire article that just talks about a few tasks you can delegate. Um, And then we've got like a whole bunch more too because I don't really think they just scratched the surface of this. Right. Um, So... The first one they say is stuffing and stamping envelopes. I fully agree with this. Like you helped me do our change the dates, but our initial save the dates, my mom and sister helped me because we were like writing everything and Mm -hmm. stamping it and stuffing it. And it is time consuming. Yeah. It took a while. It's so annoying that it's like, I don't want to do it. It's one of those tasks (laughs) that's just like, Oh God, can I just send out an email? Yeah. So I absolutely think, yeah, give them the materials and be like, can you please do this? And yeah, it'll take like an hour and it'll take even less the more people that you get to do it. This is yeah. so not something you have to worry about. Um, but you should buy the materials and provide them with them. That's yeah, something exactly. that like, yeah, yeah. you know, just 
you give these people these responsibilities you don't like require them to take total control of it if that makes sense um tracking rsvps is another one that i think is a really good idea i didn't even think of because i don't want to bother people but i want to bother people you know what i mean i just don't want to do it yeah and i know that if i give my sister a list Mm -hmm. and i'm like hey please text these like 20 people and then if they don't respond in three days call them she will be direct and meanish and that's exactly what i don't want to be also Nobody will ask her any other questions. Yeah. If I call and I'm like, hey, they're going to want to talk to me for 20 minutes mm-hmm. about it. But if my sister calls and she doesn't know your aunts and your aunts are like, oh, yeah, we'll be there, you know, check. OK, thank you so much. Bye. Boop. And she does not looked at as rude yeah. because she doesn't have that relationship. She's just doing a job for me. You had to do that for our crew when we were uh, getting ready to film. Oh, yes. uh, everybody had to sign a contract to be on the film. And. It, I bug them every single day. God, it was. It took a while to get everybody to mm-hmm. sign and and get ready to go. And I don't want to do that for my own guests on exactly. at my wedding. Mm-hmm. So that's a really, I really highly suggest getting somebody else to track down your RSVPs. Caitlin, if you're listening, I will do that for you. I will call <laughs> everybody. You know I will. Um, and I will be like, hello. If you are not going to respond your seat will be given away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I won't say that, but I might. Um, just depending on how long it takes them to respond. You know what I mean? To some yeah. degree, it's like, hey, what if we only could host 100 people, but we had 150 on our guest list? I I mean, like, other people are going to want to be here if you can't. Yeah. Don't be so selfish, you know? Ugh. And that's the kind of shit I'm going to say if I call them. So it's probably best I don't mm-hmm. call them. Um, delivering welcome bags. This is something if you choose to do something like this, I, I can also lump in favors with this as well. Um, if you have lots of out of town guests or you are just kind of um, dropping things off at like different people's Airbnbs, hotels, and you just want to like give a thank you, a little gift, mm-hmm. whatever. This is completely not necessary, but I do think it's kind of sweet if you have the means. Um that's something that somebody else can do. Yeah. Like that's, have, yeah. We have somebody helping to organize just the travel, you know, yeah. logistics for our out of town guests. Yeah. And that is something that now we don't have to worry about and mm-hmm. we know that it's going to get handled. Well, and that's exactly it. Like I delegated to your mom specifically. I was like, Hey, can you just make sure that anybody out of town from your family? Cause really yeah. we only have like two people from my family that are out of town. Um, and my mom is handling both of those, but like making sure that they have flights and that they have hotel rooms, not paying for it at all, no. not making the arrangements for them, but just ensuring that they have made mm-hmm. those arrangements. And then like and they know how they're getting to the venue. Exactly. And then her being that point person for them answering any questions. And then in addition to that, and honestly, I, I look at this as a job to give your mom an opportunity to see everyone, which I know is important to her. So she can make that connection. She can deliver these little welcome bags as people yeah. are arriving um, to Los Angeles. Um, not as people are arriving to the wedding. This right. is a pre-wedding task. Yeah. Do not give welcome bags like I, even the day of the wedding. I just don't think they're necessary. Do it before. And if they get through the day of the wedding, then they don't need one. Right. Yeah. Um, Another one. And this is just like, honestly, I will lump in general helping with decor with this 
This one says organizing place cards, alphabetizing like escort cards and things. I'm going to say in general, putting out those personal touches with your decor. You can delegate to other people. Um, what is an escort card? It's it's like, here's a card. Um, here's where you're sitting. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um it it, they're interchangeable for me at least um so like place cards are what is on the table right and then escort cards are what's on a separate table showing you to your table okay like oh i'm going to escort you to your place basically and then you have two cards you have one card that that's why a lot of people opt for signage now they yeah. just make one sign and yeah. then they have like a table where it's like, here's the table that I set on the sign. Like, and then you would just have a table setting like yeah. just one side. Yeah. That just, it, yeah. It, this is a little more, if we're talking traditional, if you're going to do super, super fancy and every single person has their single place. Also a lot of people, it's like, why don't you just have the one card that the person picks up and they take to their space? But then it's like, well, people want to like put, table settings like mm-hmm. and it's just it gets to be so much but <laughs> that because it's so much it's something that you can delegate to your family yeah um but in general making signage doing crafts and diys you can help and delegate like um i asked my aunt terry my cousin caitlin who's getting married when she came over i was like hey do you need any help with the wedding stuff and she was like actually i have some cricket products and i know you have a cricket can we do some cricket pro-? i was like yes we mm-hmm. can Yes, I'm going to help with signage, right? I'm going to help with the favors and the crafts so that Caitlin and even her mom, like, don't have to do that all by themselves because they have a really big family and I know that they're going to have a lot to do. Um, So in general, decor, ask them, be like, hey, so here's what we've decided to do. I really want tables to be set up a certain way. I One of my favorite parts of parties are, like, the the cute little decorations on the tables and stuff. So centerpieces, the gifts table, like, you know, our concession stand, all of that. Yeah. So my plan is to set it up prior, take a picture of it, (laughs) and then put all the stuff that we need in a box with that picture so that when I give it to, like, one of my bridesmaids, so, like, I have five brides people, right, and I'll have five tables, and we give each one of them a box and be like, here, here is exactly what I hope it will look like. Here's all the stuff. Go. Yeah. And then I know, okay, I know it's going to look the way that I had hoped because I know everything is in there to make it and I've already made it and they have a reference photo. So unless they're horrible at puzzles, I think that they're going to be able to execute that, right? And And then then, all that takes from you is giving them something and saying go. Yeah. And that's so much less stress than doing it yourself. And I have so much time prior to the wedding to lay it out the way that I want and to take that picture and to make it all nice and neat. Um, and then just to like have them go. And then what's cool is that those same people at the end of the night, I can be like, Hey, can you put your table back in the box? Done, you know, and load it onto the truck. And then all of that decor is boxed up, Mm -hmm. you know? And so they know I am responsible for the gift table or I'm responsible for the concession stand. I'm responsible for getting it put up and getting it put away. So that way, okay. Then you're done. And after that's done, I can walk around and I can be like, oh, my gosh, this looks so cool. This looks so cute. This is exactly how I pictured it. Or like, oh, can we fix this and this? And then I'm not like manually, physically setting it up the whole time. Yeah. 
Because that's the thing that, like, I had such a hard time with, you know? Right. Um, another thing is assisting the photographer with detail shots. Um, this is something that really I don't think that you need to do anymore because most photographers will come with their second shooter. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do for detail shots is get the, um, like, stuff together beforehand. Yeah. So put all your little details into a shoebox and hand it to them. And if that's something you want to delegate and make sure that your maid of honor or your mom or whoever gets those details together, that's totally cool. You know, um, that's something you can easily delegate. Just be like, hey, here's my list of details. Can you just round them up and put them into this box and hand them to my photographer? Like, psh, done. Um, this last one, I think, is one of the biggest ones. And I think it's extremely important. Um, and again, I'm going to extend this out. It says rounding up family members for photos. I think even more than photos, handling your guests' behavior. Mm -hmm. So communicating with your guests, like, hey, we're going to take a photo now or whatever. Um, Your DJ will be your MC, but he's not your bouncer. Right. Right. He's not your security guard. He will say, hey, dinner is ready. But he's only going to say that once or twice. Right. Or she she will say that once or twice. Um, It is then up to your you know your close family the people you're delegating to to kind of lead the pack right go ahead and start getting food or walk around to the tables and encourage them to go get food we have certain little elements i want everyone to know about encourage your people to mingle and be like hey did you guys check out the uh voicemail section where you can leave them like a instead of a guest book you leave them a voicemail Mm -hmm. which is what we're doing i'm so excited about it (laughs) um hey did you guys check out the photo booth yet Like, um, were you able to, you know, like play this game or whatever? Put a quarter in the slot machine. The claw claw machine. machine. (laughs) I still don't know how we're going to bring that over, but we'll talk about it. Oh, Um, I I got it. I got it. I know how we're doing it. Okay. And see, that's something I will delegate to you. (laughs) Um, So having them basically be like your, not your hype men, because like, that's not it. But like. (laughs) kind of maintaining the vibe i think is it really do you feel it do you feel the vibe um <laughs> that's like the second time we've said that on this podcast um i i think that it's really important that your close people you dealt you delegate certain people to make sure that the vibe is is right if you have family drama delegate certain people to make sure that the two families don't mingle yeah right or that situations get resolved without having to be a big thing i know immediately two of my groomsmen are going to be my bouncers Mm -hmm. you know because we all worked security together so um yes absolutely i already have a dedicated wine spiller and i am hers (laughs) for her wedding um we have agreed to be each other's wine spillers so if um there is a guest wearing white at my wedding or at her wedding we will respectively spill wine, red wine on that person. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm pretty excited Sounds about that. Sounds so harsh. It's harsh, but you know what? I don't give one shit because guess what? It won't be me who's doing it on my wedding. And when I'm at my friend's wedding, it is what the bride wanted. Mm-hmm. I support her. Um, <laughs> I still think a shit brown t-shirt cannon is perfect. I think it's very funny to put them in like full on like P.E clothes because mm-hmm. like when we were we, we forgot pe clothes at home we had loners mm-hmm. and they were the most embarrassing things yeah. ever to wear um other ideas for things you can delegate are like florals like i'm de- i'm delegating florals to my mom and my sister they're gonna help me out my mom is so much better at 
florals than I am. I tried to do it. And I sent her a picture and I was like, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> um, it's okay. We I can't know. be amazing at everything. I know. Um, and what we're not good at, we'll delegate to. Um, like we said, general decor, pre-wedding events, like the bachelor, bachelorette, bridal shower, but always giving them a guide, as we've said before. Rowdy or dramatic guests. Um, specific details like a send-off, favors, or flash mob. So, like, have your wedding party round everybody up, go around to the tables, and just be like, hey, we're going to do the send-off in five minutes. Or, hey, here's these sparklers. We're going to pass these out. Or, hey, did you check out this table? It has your favors, right? Just yeah. to ensure that... <laughs> Max and I come from a performing arts background and we're taught to assume that the audience is stupid and that the audience needs to be shown multiple times in multiple ways what's going on, Yeah, especially on stage. And unfortunately, guests at a party, regardless of the party, are also stupid. <laughs> even if you were the smartest person, even if I invited Obama and Miss Michelle they would kind of be stupid at our wedding because they didn't look at certain signs. You know what I mean? Because mm. they're so busy drinking and, and talking with friends. And, uh, of course, if the Obamas There's, are at our wedding, I mean, it's yeah. going to be a whole fanfare. Right. <laughs> but just in general, there's so much to to see and to experience. And yes. we cannot expect uh, even the most intelligent of people to uh, perceive it all. Yeah, exactly. You know, without a little bit of guidance. Right. And so that's where you can delegate certain people to just be like, hey, can you just make sure that like everybody participates or like, you know, um, and encourage them to make small announcements or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, again, where maybe your wedding planner can come into play and just like kind of walk around and be like, hey, we're going to do this. Also, your photographer, if you want to get a shot of every single person um, at their tables, you can be like, hey, by the way, you know, have them go around, take those pictures and then also be like, we're going to do the grand entrance in five minutes. Go ahead and grab some bubbles and line up. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I think that's exactly. what we're going to have our our photographer do. So really, whatever you need help with and feel confident giving to someone else, do it, mm -hmm. do it. And then do. there's the question of how to do that with your wedding party um, and your like special responsible people in order to lay out exactly what you need. I am still figuring this one out because mm -hmm. um, like I said, I'm really wrestling with the idea that people won't have a good time if I ask them to help me. And as someone who has been asked to help on multiple like events and stuff mm -hmm. um even when i am the help yeah i have a good time yeah like i didn't really get to experience our, our one of our friends one of our family friends um had their wedding um it was actually at my parents house because they had a huge backyard um and i was busy you know with the food and drink and and just generally just being a butler um <laughs> But I still had a good time. I was helping out the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really get to watch the ceremony because I was busy doing stuff. But genuinely had yeah. had a good time anyway. And I think that a lot of people are like that. Even if they're helping, it doesn't ruin their experience. Right. And that's something that you and I have had to to really talk about a lot and try to remember. Is right. that people love us. They support us. They want to help and they want to be 
then people like to feel useful well you know? and this is something that like i guess it's just an issue with me i'm sure that a, a lot of other like especially anxious people um people that struggle with this um will relate to i when people say to me and people have said since we've gotten engaged if you need any help you mm-hmm. let me know i feel like they're lying to me or they're just saying that to say something you know what i mean and that's not a reflection on them no it's, it's a reflection not on it, your you know yeah your personal you know fears and, right and stuff i and literally stuff was talking to my mom about this the other day being like oh you know, I'm worried about the teardown and I'm worried that if I add all these little details, like where are they going to go? And people are going to want to, people are going to have been drinking all night. They're not going to want to like stay and tear down. But then that means I have to stay at my wedding and like load a U-Haul full of stuff and drive it back to my house instead of like leaving the party, you know, at 1030 smiling and waving and going to our hotel room and enjoying our wedding night, you know? Um, and I was just like, kind of, I I had settled with the fact that that's what I was going to do, that you and I were going to be cleaning and tearing things down at the end of our wedding. But then we did this movie and I realized like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to have to be the last ones out driving it back to our house and unloading boxes and everything. Like, I just don't want to do that. But I don't think anybody wants to do that. Well, and, but, I, what I want to stress to you is this idea that let's say it was you and I at a friend's wedding, mm-hmm. right? And if the difference was between us staying and wrapping up yeah, versus them staying and wrapping up on their wedding night, you and I would 100% yeah. be like, no, it's fine. Go. Enjoy your wedding night. We got this. This I, is something I that know. we can – we can gift to you. It's it's something that we are willing to do for you because we love you, right? Yeah. If you think about it that way. Well, and I know. and Other I, people are, are like, especially our friends and family who love us and support us, are totally willing to do that for us if need be. Well, and that's my problem, too, is, like, I hear them, but I don't quite understand, like, the willingness, I guess. Like, I'm going to be like, well, why would you do that when you could just go and and hang out and go sleep? I know everyone's tired and, you know, everyone is wanting to have one last drink and have one last dance. And I I know. And and I think it really it boils down to this weird thing that I have where I feel like having a wedding is kind of selfish where it's like, ooh, everybody get dressed up, spend money and come watch me be in love. (laughs) it is it's like a weird thing that i have and this is just like my issues with people pleasing i guess and some anxiety got that i have going on where again i feel like any time that i am being celebrated you have a hard time celebrating yourself yeah it's looked at as being selfish and i i mean i yeah i i i've always been a person who has excelled at things and I used to get really celebrated for it. And then this is like going deep, but like I lost a lot of people in my life because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was called selfish and I was called, you know, uh, just a lot of things that I wasn't because I was successful or because I was worthy of being celebrated. Mm-hmm. And then I started to like dim my own light, I guess. And so now I feel like if I ask 
my loved ones, my people that have stuck around in my life and, and have celebrated have, me before. Yeah, like, and who offer to celebrate you constantly. Well, exactly. And I feel like they're going to be like, oh, God, like, Erin's so selfish. She got married, asked me to be in her wedding party, and then has the audacity to, like, ask me to tear down decor while she how dare she enjoy her (laughs) wedding day who the fuck does she think she is i know and that's the problem and and i know that we have so much even like distant relatives like you know you when we've last gone to a couple family parties your family has reached out to me and been like hey anything that you need Mm. i also hesitate because i feel like people say that but they mean specific things like they're like hey i'll make you a cake and i'm like i don't really need cake but i would love to have somebody help me tear down this decor you know what Mm. i mean um, and I feel bad doing stuff like that too. But if they say, if you need anything, <laughs> yeah, I know. ask, I know. And like, that's, even yeah. if, even if that ends up being the case, like, oh, well, I don't actually know how to do that. Uh, but I can try or, or, right. you know, at least you will have asked. Yeah. You know, you're never going to get help if you don't ask. And you never yeah, ask. I know. And I that's just like something that I will continue to wrestle with. And and I'm glad that we had that revelation because now I know, even though I have a hard time with it, I know it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I absolutely know that I just, I am going I'm to I'm just going to start asking people for everything for us <laughs> no, so that you don't have no, to ask. Please don't. But, um, but I do know that if I, if I hadn't experienced that, I would have taken on so much and I would have really regretted it because we've worked so hard on this wedding and we are looking forward to it so much. And if I am exhausted like that and I am stressed and, you know, like just physically doing things, like I just know I'm not going to have a good time and it's going to make me sad. So So, yeah. yeah. Wrapping up, (laughs) wrapping up. Um, the couple who is getting married and you, you wrote this and you put it in caps. And so read it yourself. (sighs) The couple getting married should be allowed to relax. Say it again. The couple getting married should be allowed to relax. Louder. <laughs> no, it's not selfish to allow yourself one day to be celebrated. And I'm reading this because I know I need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Those who love you will be willing and happy to assist you in executing your vision. And it's hard. It's hard not to feel selfish or like a bridezilla. And I, I, I want to just briefly touch on this. Otherwise, I'm going to rant about it for 25 yeah. minutes. It's hard not to feel like a bridezilla in an industry where most of society is misogynistic and hates to see mainly women enjoy themselves and be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, women are vilified for stressing about something trivial like a wedding, but they're simultaneously force fed the idea that your wedding is one of the few moments in your lives where you must be your happiest and your most perfect. Mm-hmm. It is completely a lose lose. The, in, your, your entire upbringing, your wedding is like this pinnacle of success at this de- defining moment of you as a woman, as a person, as a partner. But then during the planning process and on the day, if you are stressed, if you are feeling like um, I should be doing this myself or, oh, I'm sad because this isn't the way I envisioned it. Since I was fed this as a child, mm-hmm. you are called selfish. You are called a bridezilla. You are called controlling. Like 
it is something that I have felt so deeply. And I know a lot of people, especially women, because like we said, people don't like to see women succeed, Mm -hmm. um, that they grapple with. Yeah. And then men aren't even allowed to be a part of the process without being looked at as feminine. So really you're He's very feminine. <laughs> really your um your partner is grappling with the other side of this which is like I'm seeing you struggle um in heterosexual relationships in this case um because then people outside of quote quote the norm in society have to deal with even more stress mm-hmm. um like looking at oh well who's the planner oh well, who's the brand who's group disgusting um but then there's these like gender roles that are just they are they weigh so heavily on you in in such a wildly traditional wildly deeply rooted in misogyny um and and it's it's this time where it's like i'm really struggling because i don't want to ask for help but I know that if I don't ask for help, I'm going to stress. But then if I ask for help, people are going to see me stress and then they're going to perceive me a certain way. And then it's Mm -hmm. just like, it's just this thing that I go round and round with. And and I think that the reason that I feel like it's selfish to have a wedding is to a certain degree is because of this, because it's like, Oh, well that's so trivial. Oh, you're going to spend money on this day so you can be celebrated. It's like, okay, but all the way up until this point, I've been told that this is one of the few moments in my life. I think we have to kind of change the way we look at it then. Yeah. Like every day I'm allowed to celebrate myself because I'm here and I'm doing the damn yeah. thing. And, and, you know. Yeah. Well, and I think that's another reason why still dating your partner, still celebrating mm-hmm. things with them during your process is important because then it doesn't feel like I've sacrificed so much for this one day. Mm-hmm. We've enjoyed our engagement very thoroughly, yeah. you know, because we've been able to go out and take trips and be like, Hey, you know, we're engaged. Oh, this is fun. You know? <laughs> and people are like, Oh my God, congratulations. Yeah. And they give us free shit, you know? Yeah. And, and it's helping me feel less selfish about like celebrating love because again, like you said, if I were to put myself in anybody else's shoes, and I am because we have so many close people that are also getting married, and I am over the moon thrilled for them. I am so excited to celebrate their love and to mm-hmm. witness their love, and I don't think that they are selfish at all. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with anybody else except me, mm-hmm. and that's why and your I know views about it's yourself. right. And so it's like it's really, and that's fucked up too, because it's like how come I look at myself this way, but then with other people like other people I, I aren't held to that standard exactly and but but then a lot of other people feel the same way about them and mm-hmm. so it's like it's not just me and my anxiousness whatever it also has to do with the way that the wedding industry has participated in especially women's worldviews since they were young mm-hmm. Ugh. yeah it's a lot to unravel it is a lot to unravel and i think that delegating to your loved ones and actively making the choice to prove that you are worthy of celebrating by having these people in your life help you. Um, that's going to be a big deal because yeah, not only I is it physical stress, but it takes away some of the emotional stress of that. And I think as you delegate, you start to realize how, how much other people are there for you and want to celebrate you. Yeah. I know there was a moment during this film where, um, I got really emotional because I realized that it's not just you and me making a film. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of other people that 
are working hard to create this yeah. this thing and they want to because they're excited about it they love the script they 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 want to see it succeed they want to do a good job because yeah. because they're excited about something that we created and i got emotional because i'm like wow this is like this is real this is like people are happy to do something that it's it's validating it's validating yeah, yeah exactly and i think the more that you and i delegate to other people some of these tasks for our wedding the less you're gonna feel like uh you know oh nobody nobody cares nobody wants to do this because you will have more hands yeah uh helping to make it happen exactly you know yeah well thank god for this movie because um, it, <laughs> yeah. it really showed me that i can't i cannot put up canopies and lay out carpets all day and then still work till midnight and attempt to enjoy myself yeah delegating on and before your wedding day will allow for a little less stress a little more enjoyment which is the whole goal of getting married mm. honestly um and that's out on that i love you i love you too i'm I, so proud of i us. want you to be i want you to be happy and i want you to be relaxed and i want you to have a good time and <laughs> i feel like sometimes i have to to fight you to get that you yeah. know but it's with anything it's it's a learning yeah. process and we're we're trying to figure it out and we're learning and we're growing and mm -hmm. it's really cool i'm proud of us i'm proud of us too we're we're pretty we're pretty good. Now let's hit your ditch. Oh oh, oh we're gonna hitch and ditch. I'm okay, excited. okay 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 okay. Give me yours first. Do you have a hitch or a ditch? Um. So last week I had a hitch and a ditch, but ah. today, um, we're ditching. Okay. Okay. Go. Now, at any time, if you need help, if you need anything, text me. <laughs> Always. You know, I may not respond immediately because I am a very busy man. But do it. However, <laughs> let's ditch texting me on my wedding day. Okay. If you need help, if you need to figure out where the venue is, that's what we have a coordinator for. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, like, leave my phone. Don't call me. Don't text me. Even if you – to say congratulate. Don't congratulate me on Facebook on my wedding day. Don't, don't talk to me on my wedding day unless you're talking to me <laughs> in person. Okay. Okay, okay. Let's completely ditch all of that stuff because there's so much that, like we've like just talked about, digital communication. Like on all your digital communication. Day. Okay. Nix it. I like, get that. I totally any other that. any other time, feel free to reach out for anything. Mm -hmm. But on my wedding day, probably not even gonna have my phone. Yeah. Well, and I think that guests are like this is another thing. Guests are dumb. Like like just like any, I'm gonna be a dumb guest at other people's weddings. Mm -hmm. But I'm I want to use my common sense. If you are having trouble finding the venue, do you know literally any other person that's attending the wedding? If so, call them. Yeah. Literally any mm -hmm. other person besides the person getting in a white dress and the person getting in a suit. Like, do not, <laughs> do not even think about contacting them because you know what? I'm not going to respond to you. Yeah. And if I am your point of contact, if I am the only person that you know, then I have done a bad job of delegating because mm -hmm. if I am the only other person you've talked to about my wedding, I have not done my job. That's where Haley comes into play. My sister, anybody that I know could call or contact my sister because she will have bothered them before the wedding day. Mm -hmm. So I know that they will have her number on the RSVP card or they will have my mom's contact information. Mm-hmm. Do not, ta I fully agree with you. Don't 
talk to me <laughs> because guess what then you will not find the venue yeah. because i won't respond yeah we're gonna be so busy with other stuff mm-hmm. it's just and 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 at that point you know we especially we because we have given all of our <laughs> responsibilities to this coordinator there are other points of contact to be made. All mm-hmm. the information is on our website. Like, there's zero that excuses. Is, and that is exactly, exactly. it. Go there, to my freaking website. <laughs> Go. There are zero excuses, you know. Yeah. I fully support this. Wow. I didn't know I felt so strongly until you brought it up. Thank you. <laughs> I also have a ditch this week. Do it. <clears throat> I would like to ditch going on your honeymoon immediately after your wedding. I got to ditch it. Okay. Why? Because I think you haven't had enough time to revel in your wedding. I don't think you should have two really big things right back to back because you won't enjoy either of them very much. At least that's how I am as a person. I know some people are going to feel like I want to go on my honeymoon right away so that I can continue to feel like I'm celebrating. I get it. However, I am ditching it for me and us. Sorry about it. Because... (laughs) I am the kind of person who, just as much as I enjoy the event, I enjoy looking forward to it. Okay. I enjoy planning it. I see where you're going with it. Mm-hmm. And I can make a case for it depends on the um, you know, the honeymoon. For some people, they'll go on like a week in Hawaii and just relax. Like, yeah. That's their like. Re- but but for even us, then, no, I don't want that. I want to open the cards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to have a day where I look at the pictures that everybody right. sent me. I uh, the day after the wedding. Don't text me the day of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a day where we're like, oh my god, can you believe if I wake up the morning of my wedding or like after the morning after my wedding and I am on a plane, I have not done it correctly in my yeah. opinion. Okay. That's fair. like, I just, that is not relaxing to me. I, 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 even like a couple days, get your logistics together. Say thank you to everyone. Get your thank you cards out of the way. Yeah. Cause like, I know, cause you and I are, are, planned honeymoon is full of activities. We're going to be mm-hmm. running around the whole time. Exactly. So I can I can totally understand where you're coming from. And I get where other people, yeah, they're like, okay, I want to go. Immediately. You- but people <laughs> like leave the venue and go to the airport. Like they have a honeymoon bag at the venue and they go to the airport. Like they're like, it is our wedding night and we are going to Hawaii. And I'm like, no, no, ma'am. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. I don't know. There's something romantic about it. <laughs> I think okay and this is something too and like we we'll, we'll chat about it depending on our responsibilities whatever but then again we have a child so it's like it's hard to do. I'm like we could drive to Vegas I guess mm-hmm. or we could stay in the hotel like I think that that's nice. I think it's kind of lame to just like get married and go back to your house. Um because you know to a certain degree it's like then yeah it doesn't <laughs> feel super super important whatever. Yeah. But even just going to a hotel room it's it, maybe you splurged a little bit and got a real nice one. Like mm-hmm. that is enough for me to then have a couple days to settle, take care of the loose ends and then go on my honeymoon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I understand a lot of people are like, well, it's not as special because the whole point of it. 
the whole point of the honeymoon and we can talk about this on our honeymoon episode but that was for people to consummate the marriage mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's I just don't think that's that something that. we have to worry about right so <laughs> we just really talked apply. about smooth my balls use yeah. the code blue balls <laughs> if you're feeling up for it so yeah that's how i feel about that um and i like to look forward to things and i think that that's really just why yeah yeah and it's expensive I can't afford to do that. I just had a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I got to count the money in the cards and make sure I can pay for our flight tickets. Little off topic, but you do this thing called the Yelper, where it's like you're <laughs> whispering, but pretending like you're yelling. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite. I was thinking about it like when I was getting ready earlier this morning. Uh, and it's one of my favorite things. And I absolutely love it. I love when you do that. <laughs> you love me. I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's it for this episode <laughs> but if you miss us you can check us out on social media at something blue podcast give us a five-star review and support us on anchor thank you so much for listening to something blue wedding planning with the 21st century bride and groom i'm the bride and i'm the groom with 441 days to go happy planning if you text me on my wedding i will throw my phone and then i will never respond to you and i'll block you from my contacts that, that was, was harsh. <laughs>